This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the podcast today. Glenn is sick, and so uh, Jeffy was nice enough to step in. Uh, he's, of course, a host of Chewing the Fat, the podcast that you can subscribe to right now on this very podcast platform. And you need to do that, as a matter of fact. It's a mandate from the federal government. I had nothing to do with it, but you have to follow mandates. I'm usually against mandates, but this one seems like it's okay. Is that... Is okay? (laughs) Yeah, this is a a must mandate. It's a must. It's a must. Uh, Check it out. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Also, Stu Does America is the show uh, show that I host every day, as as well as me hanging out on this radio program with Glenn. Today, it's us. We're talking about uh, the interview that Glenn is going to do with Donald Trump tonight. Um, he has a, uh, a special interview that's airing tonight on Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save yourself 10 bucks. We also uh, talked about the Omicron, Flumicron, Fluorona, Fluorona. Uh, virus that's uh, out there right now. And you know what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. And we go into the studies from the UK and South Africa with some hopeful stuff. Also, we will uh, talk about the midterms. This has been on the horizon for a while. Well, it's 2022, folks. We're here. It's here. Uh, so we're going to go into the details as to what the history looks like for uh, for midterm elections and what the prospects for November uh, look like as we get closer. And tomorrow is January 6th. The day Prepare democracy yourself. almost died. Yeah. Prepare yourself for all the anniversary talk I'm tomorrow. I'm trying to avoid get out of that by saying January 6th instead of 1-6, but anytime that date is said, it is. You have to say what? The date democracy almost done. <laughs> All right. We'll get into that as well today on the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to January 6th Eve. Have you put your January 6th tree up yet? Because we've got a new national holiday in this country, at least for half of it, uh, January 6th. The left loves it, loves talking about it, thinks it's the most important thing since the Civil War. It is the day democracy almost died. No, (laughs) didn't die. They finished everything up that same day. It was a look, I am not going to make any excuses for what happened on January 6th. I think it sucked. And the people who were beating police officers over the head with poles should be in prison. I have no problem with that. However, what the left has decided to do with this and turn it into this ridiculous national holiday of celebration uh, where they get to say that they've never done anything wrong. There's never been... uh, Certainly, they've never shot up a baseball field (laughs) full of Republicans. That's never occurred. Ever. Look, insane people in every movement exist. And there were some people who went into the... Even went into the Capitol that were just, you know, people who... Maybe made mistakes, maybe, you know, did, got caught up in a moment. And then there were some people who were, you know, really bad there. And we've seen some of that, uh, you know, so you could see, look, hitting, you know, I don't care about politics when it comes to beating a police officer over the head. I've had police officers in my family and, you know, you think that's the an appropriate action to take, you know, screw you. I, I, I have no, I have no I'm sympathy okay for someone Absolutely. who's done that. That being said, what the left has tried to do with this is what has been and, frustrating over the past and we'll, year. We'll have, uh, I think, the president is giving, uh, you know, the day that 
democracy almost died speech and we're going to do, yeah. it's going to be, ugh. Yeah. And it's going to be, you can quote me on that. Ugh. Ugh. It's interesting too, the timing of Glenn's interview with Donald Trump and the release of it. Now, this is something he recorded right before the holidays and he was in at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, they yeah. did the interview and it was, you know, a lot of interesting stuff. And we played a couple clips right before the holidays, but the interview comes out tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com slash Glenn. If you go there um, tonight, you'll see this. And and I want to just give you, I hate to, you don't want to ruin an interview by giving out too much information. You don't want to, you don't want to give the end uh, to a movie before people get to go see it. Some people but don't I will, want to do that. Right. Well, you do. Uh, Glenn definitely does. Glenn loves to ruin movies. <laughs> but let me give you this one little uh, spoiler here. Uh, he doesn't ask him about January 6th. What? And I know the media is going to get all fired up about that. They're going no to say. mentioned. How dead. They had the president of the United States on that's airing in, in the week of January 6th. And they didn't even ask about no it. No mention about the insurrectionists. Right. And that was a very intentional choice by Glenn. Because he said this on the air before the interview even started. He wants it to be about the future, not the past. And we can go back and rehash every little scandal or back and forth that happened with the media during Trump's presidency. We can do all that. We can talk about, you know, it wouldn't have been crazy for him to ask about January no. 6th. But everyone is talking about that all the time. And I believe the president, a former president, is going to be making a, a some sort of statement as well about about January 6th. Yeah, I think he was. And he was supposed to. There was some event that he canceled, actually. Mm -hmm. So, I don't. I mean, obviously, he'll probably make a statement. I'm sure. He likes making them. So uh, <laughs> yes, you may have, you're, you've heard Donald Trump talk about that a uh, hundred times. What about the issues that are facing us now? You know, it's great. Yeah. It's a great little window for the, the left right now to be able to talk about something like January 6th because they don't have to talk about all the days that have occurred since January 20th, which is President Biden yeah. running the country into the ground. And, you know, it's hard. We're going to get into the election stuff here in a little bit as well. Uh, kind of a little look ahead to the midterms. It's hard to win midterm elections when you have a president who isn't incoherent. Like when you have a good president, it's hard to win midterm right. elections for your party. What has happened with Biden from everything from Afghanistan to the economy to inflation to I'm going to crush this virus. I'm going to end the virus. Nobody with 220,000 deaths on their toll should to be, be allowed president. to be president. Yeah. That's crazy. Now he's got 420,000 deaths on on his register uh by that logic he shouldn't be president a couple of times i guess when it comes too to which i'm okay with by the way i think this is a rule i'm willing to implement right now at least uh, so all of this is adding up to a real disaster for them in the midterms and i was reminded that he also just a, another thing that he promised that hasn't happened yet is he promised to cure cancer <laughs> and i want that i want that done i'm just i'm, I'm gonna we, go ahead and demand is that. it cured yet can we check <laughs> I we make a phone call. Will you? It's funny you mentioned that. I've actually I'm actually working on something related to that. We we have to get into that maybe a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, but I want to make sure you know about this. 9 p.m. Eastern, BlazeTV.com/slash Glenn. The January 6th distraction. Glenn and former President Trump discuss overcoming America's real challenges. Those things that we were talking about: inflation, the economy, how we're going forward. What is the the correct message the American people need to hear right now? It's all going to be on with Glenn and former President Trump tonight on Blaze TV. So we were talking a little bit about the Quran 
the Omicron. Omicron. And everything that is going on, it seems like everybody on Earth is sick right now. Yes. Glenn is out. We don't think it's the Kron, but I don't know if he's been tested yet. And we're going to find him. I guess you know we'll know that uh, maybe soon. But I know I've had relatives. I've seen businesses closing. Yeah. And we hit a million cases in a day, which is an all-time high, not only for the United States, but in theory, the world. Now, that is a ridiculous statistic. It's very misleading. It's totally misleading because of... You know, like, look, India is not uh, testing at the levels that would allow them to beat that record, right? A place like India with so many more people, surely during their terrible Delta outbreak had way more cases yes. than that. But, we, you know, officially, I mean, we know China as well. Absolutely. We, in the, the peak Certainly. of it, China was still saying, yeah, well, we had one today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, one case. No problem. One case. All right. So we know it's not a real record, and we know that number is obviously an undercount uh, as well as far as lots of people are now taking home tests yes. and not reporting them. If you can get them. Yeah, but they're a little hard to there. get. Yeah, but you know, people are doing that more than they used to. As well as there's a lot of asymptomatic cases that people don't even know they have. And that's been something that's gone on since the beginning of the pandemic. Right. But officially, the statistic is the highest ever. And it does seem like it, Omicron is living up to the billing as incredibly easy to pass. Yes. That does seem to be real. We've had a lot of hype over these variants. You know, if you remember the Epsilon variant, didn't do anything. No, it did right? not. Delta lived up to that uh, hype a little bit in one way. And uh, Omicron is living up to the hype in this uh, in this sort of outbreak right now. I do expect over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have ridiculously high case totals. We're going to have probably hospitalizations and deaths rise, but not nearly to the level. If you look at the charts that are happening, New York was one of the first places where we saw an Omicron outbreak. The line for cases is through the roof. The line for hospitalizations is up slightly. The lines for deaths flat or down. Yeah. So that's the the hype on Omicron was it's really easy to pass and it's maybe a little bit less virulent, a little less awful than the previous variants. That does seem to be holding up to be true. And that's a really good thing. Um, but... That doesn't mean, because the numbers are so high, we'll probably still see a rise here over the next few weeks. They believe this whole thing should be over by the end of the month, or at least the end of next month at the latest. And they're talking about new variants now, but, you know, again, these variants might fade out quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're talking also about, uh, well, <laughs> I called it Flumicron, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's Flumicron, but it's actually Flurona. Flurona. Yeah. What is that, Flurona? It's a flu plus coronavirus. Getting it so at the same time? Infection. Or yeah. is it the? Is, they've now like mer- they're having a family. Like they, they've it's a mixed family. It is. You know the it flu. Is a mixed family. They met at a bar. Got the coronavirus go. and the flu. So, hey. Had flu. a hookup. You're looking pretty good over there. Yeah. Ooh, Rona. Why don't you come on over this way? And, and then we, we had, had Flurona. That's how it happens, yeah. boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the birds and the bees in action. So let me give you what we do know, at least the best, as close as we know, for uh, Omicron. Omicron. Now, this is, of course, we had earlier outbreaks in South Africa and the UK. So there's been a lot of studies right. there. Let me give you some of these quotes. I would say all of this sounds like pretty good news overall. That doesn't mean the next couple of weeks might be rough, but uh, overall, this seems like good news uh, to give you the summary. Um, an individual with Omicron is estimated to be between 31 and 45% less likely to attend A&E, which is the you know, British emergency room ER, right. compared to Delta 
and 50 to 70% less likely to be admitted to the hospital. So nice. good news. Yes, absolutely. Um, when, uh, when the reduced risk of hospitalization was combined with vaccine effectiveness against symptomatic disease, the vaccine effectiveness against hospitalization was estimated as, I'll give you all the different dose levels, uh, 52% effective with one dose, 72% effective with two doses, if it's recent, so two to yeah, 24 so. weeks old, right? So it goes up to 72%. If it's an older dose, like if you had it, you know, six months ago, uh, it, it drops down to 52% effective if so, you've had the full uh, I mean, vaccine. With, the, with where we're at now, the way that the vaccines are, you know, waning mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, 50% still pretty good. It's still something, a, right? Yeah, it's, with, with if you're in a sixth, uh, eight month window yeah and, and like like there's a lot of there's some people who uh you know don't want the vaccine didn't take the vaccine and that should be your choice um, we've talked talked about how bad these mandates are over and over and yeah. over again the overwhelming population of the country now we're at over 80 some odd percent has had at least one dose of this vaccine so i think a lot of people even if they think fauci's annoying and and biden's annoying May have already previously yeah, had the vaccine. Absolutely. We know President Trump was on with, with Glenn tonight, has had the vaccine, and he's been boosted. Yeah. And I thought we um, were over. I thought we were done with uh, the uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated, but I they're saw still that the president that yeah. trotted it out the other day. They're so, still trotting it out, I mean, which is like, uh, by the way, if you uh, with the booster, it's 88%. So, oh, wow. So 52% yeah, so one yeah. dose, 72% with two doses that are recent, 52% with two doses that might have been in the past. And then 88% on the booster. So that's what that's what the UK study is showing. Okay. South Africa showed pretty similar things. Uh, these results are consistent with Omicron displacing the Delta variant. So we're already seeing right. Omicron being the, the, the dominant variant here in the United Good. States. Because they were talking about many of the people that were still in the hospital were Delta. Yeah. You know, we're getting the big numbers increasing Omicron. Yeah. But be the hospitalizations while was being linked to omicron we're still delta yeah so, that's, that does seem to be a lot of this and one of the questions was it doesn't seem like a previous affection uh, with the old school wuhan uh, strain right. or the beta virus or the right. or, or even delta. delta any of those doesn't seem like it protected you against omicron. omicron however it looks like the reverse is true which is really good if you get a, a mild Omicron infection, it seems to protect you against the other variants. Yes. And that's what the South that's African good. study showed. They said these results are consistent with Omicron displacing the Delta variant since it can elicit immunity, which neutralizes Delta, making reinfection with Delta less likely, the team of scientists uh, in Africa uh, wrote. If Omicron displaces Delta and proves more mild than past variants, the incidence of COVID-19 severe disease would be reduced and the infection may shift to becoming less disruptive to individuals and society. Now, look, we, I think as a people on the right, look at this and say, we got to live our lives. We got to figure out how to get through this. And, and you know, you're going to have some risk and you can't eliminate all that risk. Uh, you know, if you're a business owner, it's important to you that liberals also come back to your business, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, you would think that. Yeah, you definitely would think so. They might be annoying while they're in your business, but you'd need their money. So, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The <laughs> banks don't ask. No, did this come from a progressive? Right. No, they just want their money. And if you're if you're owning a, you own a bar, uh, you don't want it to be half filled. You want right. people to be in there, and so you need everybody uh, out back in society so this is good even if this lesson doesn't necessarily matter to you the study found this is the south african study again study found that the vaccine from uh, pfizer and biontech 
provided just 33% protection against infection. So it's not doing a great job anymore uh, as protecting you from infection. It's doing something. Well, you know, 33% is compared that's, to someone who's unvaccinated. That's the, so that, that's the double. That's two shots of the Pfizer. Yes. I mean, fully, fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated. from the Pfizer. So you're getting a okay. some level of protection, though not great protection against the infection. However, uh, the vaccine offers 70% protection in this study. Uh, being hospitalized with Omicron. So if you oh, put wow. that together with uh, the previous results, they're going to come out about the same because you get about 33% less chance of getting infected. But if you get infected, you get about a 70% chance of going to the hospital. The bottom line is, this is good. Omicron is going to be rough over the next couple of weeks because it's so infectious and so many people are going to have it. So a smaller percentage of a big number is still a big number. But once this thing passes, it may give us the type of thing that we've talked about for a long time. Uh, enough immunity, immunity to push off yeah. the severe disease and uh, enough, uh, enough of a positive change that we can get back to normal life. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Well, uh, Donald Trump, former president, and Melania Trump, the former first lady, got a terrible Christmas present this past December as Glenn Beck came to town. <laughs> and no one wants that to no, happen. Thank you. A terrible punishment for both Donald and Melania. But they were very gracious hosts, and we're going to get into what it was like behind the scenes here in just a second. But I want to give you this clip. This is uh, from the interview tonight. Airs at 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn, right after a brand new Stew Does America. Don't miss it. Um, 9 p.m. Eastern is the interview. It's going to be, uh, they go through really everything. And Glenn was very specific about this interview and what he wanted to do with it. You know, Donald Trump talks to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he has, uh, he, he's only done a couple of interviews with Glenn. Glenn, I believe, interviewed him long before he was into politics back in the day. Of course, Glenn has been doing radio since 1744, so he's had an opportunity to do that. Uh, but since he was president, obviously, they didn't agree a lot uh, early on in the presidency. Um, and there wasn't there weren't any interviews there. He, we talked to Don Jr. a bunch of times, but he this was his second interview with Donald Trump since he's really yes. entered back into politics. We had him on the on the phone once and they had talked behind the scenes several times um, over the years. But. This was really kind of a, an opportunity to look into the future. Every interview that the mainstream media wants to do with Donald Trump is going to be about January 6th. And the day democracy almost died. Thank you. I like how you have the title built in. This is what they want. They want a national holiday. I honestly, I, I feel I don't even like calling it January 6th. The day and, democracy almost died. I don't like doing that because it gives them what they want. They want it to be. January 6th. The day democracy almost died. You want to call it uh, the QAnon riots? You want to you want to come up with another name for it? I'm, I'd much rather like, I like that a lot more than calling it the date. Because what they want it to be is September 11th, where everyone talks about it every year, like it's this big, uh, morbid anniversary. I don't think that's a great idea to call it January 6th. The day democracy almost died. It's, the drama really is lost with the word almost isn't it? It's a, I mean, we were like, the day the plane almost hit the building. <laughs> it's near miss. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same. Okay, uh, here is uh, uh, Donald Trump and Glenn Beck talking 
Um, and one of the interview, uh, one of the questions uh, Glenn did want to ask him about how we should go forward in the future is what do you do with Anthony Fauci? He, we know he's going to do 472 interviews per day. We know that's going to occur. But what else <laughs> would you do with Anthony Fauci? And, and what was the relationship like? Here is Glenn talking to former President Trump. I think when, when this was coming out of China, it was perfectly reasonable to shut everything down yeah. because we didn't know. They were welding people into their homes in China. We had no idea, and they weren't being open. And by us. the way, they welded them in, and they never opened them. Right. That was the end of them. Fauci... I wanted to give I wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in those early yeah, days. I understand. We have done a ton of research. I did one of the biggest chalkboards I think I've ever done. Right. Um, they were using federal government money to do um, uh, Wuhan. Yeah, in Wuhan. I stopped it. Right. I was the one that stopped well, it. Well, you did, but I don't think Fauci uh, cared about that. Fauci's yeah. now claiming he's science. Did you ever? Did you ever? Would he still be working for you today? No, not now, but, but he's a great promoter. He's not a great doctor, but he's a great promoter. <laughs> but you have to understand, everything he wanted, I didn't do. As an example, he wanted to keep it open to China. He ultimately was wrong about that and admitted it, and admitted that I saved tens of thousands of lives. He wanted to keep it open. I saw what was happening in Italy and France mm -hmm. and Spain. Mm -hmm. And I closed it to Europe very early. You know, in China, it was January I closed it. And in Europe, it was shortly thereafter. We saved thousands and thousands of lives. He wanted to do that. And then his big one of them all is the masks are useless. They don't mean anything. And then all of a sudden, he wants you to wear 10 masks. You know, wear as many as you can. Put them right. all over. Cover your right. ears. Do everything. <laughs> so I didn't really do much of what he said. and. He wasn't a big factor for me, in a sense, because of that. Um, this is, this is, uh, I mean, look, I miss him. first of all, very funny. I miss him. Cover your ears with 10 masks. I miss him. Uh, now, it's a little bit of a, I, it's, maybe I'll show you a little bit of a different picture here. Do we have the clip of Joe Biden talking about Google? Because Thank this you. is, this is what a real That's president sounds like. In the last two <laughs> you, weeks, we've stood up federal testing sites all over the country. Okay. We're adding more each and every day. That's good to hear. Google. Google. Quote, COVID quote, test COVID. near me. Go okay. there. Google. Go, go, go to Google. Me. COVID test near me Back. on Google. Where do I go? To find the nearest site nearest where site. you can get I, a test most often mm -hmm. and free. Yeah, we'll get them most often and free. I mean. I mean, uh, you want to talk God. about... <laughs> wow, the competence level is incredibly high. But the, so, for, and he's talking about Fauci, and I think... It's interesting. His 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 answer on Fauci seems to basically be, Fauci was liked by the media. He had his he had his value, but we didn't really listen to him behind the scenes. So he gets into that a little bit more tonight. Uh, he gets into uh, talking about Russia, Vladimir Putin, inflation, all the big topics uh, that you want to think about as we go into a midterm election. Glenn talks to the president about and looks forward. Not back. Not talking about January 6th like the everybody else is going to be doing this week. democracy almost died. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to hear <laughs> that date <laughs> without your stupid subtitle. We bring in Jason Buttrell, who was on this trip with Glenn. He was uh, in the room Did for the much of this. Too? Yeah. He got yeah, on the plane. He went to Mar-a-Lago. Met everybody there. It's got to be a wild experience to go to Mar-a-Lago and... and <laughs> After he's been president of the United States to meet 
Donald, Melania, the family. It, what a bizarre experience. It's not what you would think it would be. It, it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Like, if you think, like, if you think you would go to, like, the Obama's you know, house or right. whatever. Unlike Martha's that, Vineyard. Right. Yeah, right. Like, what would that be like? You would think that it would just be a bunch of people, you know, sniffing their own farts and just <laughs> telling each other how awesome they are, yeah. which I still think that's how it would be if you go to the Obamas. You know, there'd be this air of I'm better than you or something like right. that. And, and I feel like <laughs> nobody's there, right? It's, it's just at the Obama's house, you've got Barack, you got Michelle, maybe a couple people, but like, it's not a... There's not a ton of people around. I feel like they're they're, they're going to that place to isolate. Basically, that's yeah. not what Trump is doing. No, not at, all. not at all. Like I, it's I, a working I actually, business. I kind of thought Mar-a-Lago was a hotel. It's not a hotel. I guess it's more like a club. There's mm-hmm. only like a handful of guest rooms mm-hmm. there. So it really is like you know President Trump's house slash office, and a few influential people or friends will come by, and there's members of the club or whatever. Mm. But, I mean, I remember straight off the bat, we went into this like very like beautiful ballroom to do the interview in, and we're setting up, and all of a sudden, Don Jr. just walks in the room. And we're like, what? Like, exactly. It was like that. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, dude. He didn't say dudes, but that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, yeah. Just walked in very casual, just started, you know, like, you know, chewing the fat uh, with, with with all of us in there. And I was it, just from that, I was like, that's kind of surreal, right? I mean, just the president's son, who's also very, very out in the open, you know, in the public. Sure. Just rolls in, just starts talking with everybody, chilling. And uh, Trump comes in to do the interview. And it was kind of the same thing. You know, there was some secret. So you knew movements were happening because of Secret Service. But he just came in and started talking. You know, it was like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> very laid back. Very laid back. Well, this it's, is where he's most comfortable, right? I mean, this is yeah. his environment. It's yeah. not an act at all, mm. which is like, you know, they, they teach you, you know, like in political science in college, you know, about the, you know, you got to hook those hands, you know, and pretend like you're one of the. He's literally like one of those guys, albeit with a little bit more money than the rest of those guys. A tad. But yeah. a little bit. But uh, he is one of those guys. It, it is. Right. It is I mean, that's the way he's gotten things done his whole life. Yeah. Being yeah. that guy. Yeah. Right. yeah. He, it's, he is the, you know, the least likely to relate to an, the everyman. Like, if you would predict who would be the least likely to understand how normal people live, that's it would be Donald Trump, right? The guy, his dad was wealthy. He grew up incredibly wealthy. His entire brand was, I live a life that you don't live. Right. I mean, that was really his brand throughout the 80s and 90s and going into The Apprentice. And as The Apprentice, uh, in The Apprentice, he's the boss. He's telling people that they're fired all the time. That's not normally a path to the presidency. <laughs> yeah. But he has, there's something about Donald Trump that relates well, to people. Well, I mean, he's the, guy, he's the guy that you would expect, you know, even though he's, uh, you know, been sitting in his gold chair, mm. uh, you know, up on the 116th floor, he's going to come down and stand in the mud and shake your hand and yeah. talk to you about the day. Right. I mean, he definitely has the golden chair. You know, he has all the luxuries <laughs> yeah, and sure, all that yeah. stuff. But the problem is, like, he, so he doesn't, he doesn't see you as lesser because you're not also sitting in a golden chair. Right. And you think that, I mean, that's really the, the rise of him was just him listening. Yeah. And that's what we saw yes. in that room before yes. the interview. He'll listen to you yeah like i won't i won't talk about you know the private conversations that we were having of course but he was uh you know he would ask questions and he looked like he cared about he your did. response to he them. does and if you look if you look back at his presidency and w- the people that he would argue with was the press mm-hmm. it wasn't the american people yeah he when he was out on the road he listened to the american people as opposed he didn't confront them as opposed to like a joe biden that's, that's saying correct. i'll fight you yes. for it like a huge yes. difference there absolutely and, and the result was 
you know, we finally had someone that talking about issues that people had, like the border. Like no one even wanted to address the border. I mean, he's probably not president if it wasn't for his strong stance on the border. Mm-hmm. But he made it because he was talking to people. He yeah. was listening. Um, the craziest thing, though, guys, was after the interview. So I we had heard this before that sometimes he'll invite people to come and eat dinner, you know, if they if, you know, media comes and you know does an interview with him. So he invited us all to stay there for dinner. And I'm not talking about just Glenn, you know, or just his EP or whatever. The crew and everybody. He was oh, like, wow. hey, come on in, come come eat. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, we're just, gonna, we're just walking up there now. I think this happens every night there. <laughs> so you get this feeling that this is, you're in his house, right? Yeah. And there is this like kind of courtyard uh, in Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's open air. It's always beautiful and, you know, temperature's Hello, nice yeah. out there. But everyone goes, everyone's sitting there. Uh, it's not a restaurant. So like they don't flip the tables and then make room for somebody else after someone else eats. Right. It's set once. You go there and eat and then you leave, right? And right. like they, they they don't prepare it for anyone else again. But he like, so he goes, at, we, we sit at our table. We look over to the left, like a table and a half away. The p- former president of the United States, his wife and a couple friends are just sitting right there. Like within earshot, you can hear everything they're saying. I mean, literally like mm. two ta- a table and a half away. You look over, it was the most surreal thing ever. <laughs> but that wasn't the most surreal thing. So hey, down, you pass me some pepper. Yeah, it's it's literally it was it's, so that if you ever get a chance to do this, it's literally like if you're at a large family gathering. Right. A large family gathering on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and dad or some you know, grandpa sitting over there at the other table yeah. and he wants to get up and go like, Oh hey, I just thought of this thing. I wanted to come tell you guys. So he walks over to, you know, our our table. Yeah. He was doing that all night. Really? He walked to our table like twice and was like, hey, guys, what's up? Hey, I just thought of this one thing. It was the most. And he, that's if you are a people's president, that right there is the template. It was like crazy. Really? Cool. That, and that's just how he is. And he does that with people every night. It's interesting. Now, as a broadcaster, one of the things you want to do is relate to your audience and give them new you know, information they can use. So if you happen to ever be in the situation where you're dining with Donald and Melania Trump, you now know how to handle the situation. Thanks to Jason. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You. And, and, you know, now you know. I'm here for you. What, that's is, right. what that's it's like. That's how you go. Um, <laughs> we'll take a quick break, come back with, uh, with more, um, because I want to I ask you a little bit more about where they went in this interview and uh, the types of... Uh, the, the types of things we're going to hear from the media this week, which are going to be excruciating. The interview airs tonight. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn at 9 p.m. Eastern, right after a brand new Stew Does America. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The best of the Glenn Beck program. It's Stew of Stew Does America and Jeffy of chewing the fat with jeff fisher in for glenn beck today he's out sick uh, he's got his interview tonight blaze tv.com slash glenn it is donald trump and glenn beck at mar-a-lago going to be very interesting uh there's a column in the federalist today uh 13 happenings in 2021 that i never would have believed five years ago <laughs> It's funny because these things happen so fast, a lot of times we've, we miss them. My first reaction would be, only 13. Only 13. It's got to be more than that. Uh, let me give you this list. Tell me if these are surprising to you, Jeffy. If, would you have been able to believe these five years ago? Five years ago. Mm-hmm. Not that long ago. I mean, you're going no, back to 2017. Okay. Men as women. Uh, this is The trend that would have most shocked my grandparents is transgenderism. Men are now competing with women in women's sports, being housed with women in prison. I will say that one does surprise me enough. Now we knew this stuff was coming in 2017, yeah, we did. 
But the fact that like half the country is saying, yeah, that guy should be in the women's uh, swimming. Uh, Pretty amazing. That, that's incredible. Yes, it is. And women's prison. Like, how can you be putting? I mean, that's a genius move. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you're going to prison. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You just I mean, say if, you're. If you're going to prison. Yep. I'm a woman. Got to go there. I mean, that's that's genius. It's a lot better than what I've heard happens in the other side of the prison. Uh, so, If you have the opportunity, you know, if you're going to prison and you're given the opportunity of going to the men's prison or going to the women's prison. Sure, there are some, I guess, you know, that the argument is going to be, well, there's transgenderism and they belong there for sure. Okay. But okay. Yeah, not fine. not necessarily the women aren't necessarily okay with it, but I know what you're saying. And but as a as a as a man that would be going to prison, mm-hmm. why again, wouldn't you? Why, I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, why wouldn't you say it? Correct. Why wouldn't you say? You know Correct. what? Yes, sorry, yes. I'm a woman. You got to put me in the women's in the women's I, side. I belong over there. Why wouldn't you say it? I don't. You're know. already in I prison. No, that's what I'm saying. That's a genius move if if they allow it. And they and I will say this: if you're in the right state, they basically cannot legally question it. Right, because you've you've said it, you've said it. So all you have to do done. to be a woman is say you're a woman. That's Once it. you're on the women's side of the prison, I mean, I think you know a lot of people would go to the creepy elements of that, which which there are many. But also, you know, just to avoid the ter- the horror show that is the men's side of the prison with fights and and worse. And I know that that, that you know look prison whether it's men or fe- or female you know prison ain't fun you can quote me on that wow prison jeffy, ain't fun you're getting <laughs> yeah, real i know real wisdom I know. from you. jeffy today <laughs> all right number two on this list of the 13 things that would surprise anyone five years ago um blocking puberty parents now enabling young children to change genders with dangerous surgeries and puberty blockers it's hard to believe that that parents would go along with this it is and i i don't is it is it as Prevalent as we think it is. I mean, I don't if, think if it's, it's making this list, I don't, th- but I don't think that it necessarily makes the list. I don't know that well, we're, it is, it's not, look, it's not a super, is, super common thing, but it's growing. that we never would have believed five years ago. Yeah. Okay. I am, I am surprised at how many Americans, even those on the left that are willing to deny their own children's gender and allow them to do terrible things yes, to themselves. Yeah. That is too. that is surprising to me. Now it's not the majority, I don't think, of even the left, but it's a lot of people. Yeah. And it's it's far far too many. Uh drafting women. Uh the United States narrowly avoided a draft for women, which was supported by many elected officials in even the conservative party. I don't think that was ever going to happen, though, really, right? And it didn't happen, so I guess we wouldn't. Uh, that one, I don't know if I'd qualify, but like that gets, is. I feel like it gets, every, every, you know, I don't know, every few years it gets brought up again. And Yeah, it, but it is growing, and it seems, and it is, it's very strange to hear an argument that the side that is pro-women is the side to get women shot in combat to get them drafted against their right. will to go to war. Uh, you know, look, chivalry is mostly dead, but I did think we had a little strain of it left. Apparently but, you not. know, if we're, if we choose, Hey, if you've, uh, you know, if you decided that you're going to go to prison and you were a man when you were sentenced, but you've decided to go to a women's prison, you know, <laughs> okay, maybe you can go in the army too. Go ahead. Get out of here. You can go fight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How about, uh, not prosecuting crime is the next one on the list. Is that a surprising trend? I, I think that one is surprising as well. And what's interesting about at least these first four 
is I think there's a real movement against these things. You know, yes. I, there was the defund the police thing, but even democratic cities are stepping up and saying, wait a minute. No, I don't yeah, want They're this. already fighting back against they're, that. They've already decided, you know what? No, no, well, let's it's, not do this that. is not going to work. We're seeing the results of it. Yeah. I don't want this. You know, liberals want to go to restaurants. Everybody wants to be able to liberals, pull into a 7-Eleven yeah. and get their Slurpee and get their gas and go home. And not get shot. Thank you. Right. And when you offend, you're offending not only the conservatives who don't like these ideas generally, but you're going so far in such an insane way that you're you're hurting tons of moderates and even liberals. Yes. How about massive illegal immigration? Would you believe that Oof. five years ago? I may have believed that one. I mean, the Democrats yeah, have been trying to do that happening. for a long time, and it was happening anyway. Yeah. Even even under Trump, I mean, we had massive amounts of people crossing the border. Uh, obviously, Trump was trying to do something about it, which is unlike some other presidents. But that's been going on for a long time and, and is continuing and getting worse. The catastrophe sort of situations on the border maybe are worse than you'd, you'd think. But the, the the amount of people crossing it is not incredibly shocking to me. How about widespread censorship? I mean, if you would have said five years ago, the president of the United States will be banned from all social media... No way. That I would happen. not have believed. That. I would not have either. Because I, I still kind of don't, actually. Yeah. Like, what, are you, what, what are you talking about? Because, you know, it's one thing to ban, you know, Alex Jones, right? And Alex Jones, we've, we argued against Alex Jones being banned, <laughs> even though I don't agree with most of his, you know, his theories. Um, but, like, we, we agree he shouldn't be silenced. No That's way. dumb. But, like, the, the, the social media companies have a real out with public figures. They have, a, they have an out from all responsibility. Because... It, we should know what the president of the United States is thinking. Absolutely. We should know what the former president of the United States is thinking. The country needs to know that. Even if what he's saying is completely wrong and irresponsible and racist or worse, no or matter whatever. what it is. Right. Like, I don't think, um, you know, world leaders of any sort should be banned from these social media apps, including Amen. people like, you know, from Iran. Because I want to know. I don't think they are. Still. Yeah, and, and that's what's amazing. They're not. <laughs> But the argument to me is not they should be banned too. It yes, should be people like the president, yes. you know, congresswomen, all these people should not be banned. I want to know what they're saying. I want to know. Shouldn't I why should that be hidden? And you know, honestly, like one of the things that I think the left really misunderstood when they did the Trump thing was that Trump caused a lot of problems for himself on Twitter. Now, he also had a lot of positives, in it, but a lot of the, even sure. his most ardent supporters will say, oh, I dude, love the guy, but I wish he'd stop dude. doing that, right? They've taken that away from him. You know, all of the, whatever mistakes Trump may have made on Twitter over the past couple of years haven't occurred. I know. Which is interesting and probably really positive for Trump's that, reelection hopes. certainly is positive for people like me who see him talking to Glenn Beck. And we're looking forward to his, his yeah. interview tonight with Glenn Beck on Blaze TV, thinking, I miss him. Yeah. Man, do I miss him. And I think there's tons of people in that same boat just saying, like, good. I mean, look, at Biden is, like, falling asleep in the middle of sentences. Where w At least Trump had energy. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I, a lot of people didn't like him, but it, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue that Joe Biden has done a good job here. I, I don't even think the left is attempting it. They're, they're not sitting here going, like, actually, this has been great. They, they'll say, actually, you know what's worse? Donald Trump. <laughs> they'll say that, but they won't even defend him. No uh, Biden is doing a good no, job. They, they can't. I mean, they can't. 
Number seven on this list of uh, 13 happenings in 2021 that I would have never seen coming five years ago. Uh, parents labeled terrorists. Parents were labeled yeah. domestic terrorists by the Biden Justi Justice Department for showing up at school board meetings with complaints. Uh, that's a pretty bad one. That is a pretty bad one. That's a pretty bad one. And that's been proven that they parents were labeled that. And it's ugly. Mm. President's mental abilities doubted. President Biden. Yeah, we've been doing that. I will say. I've been doing that. Every president. Yeah. I, really, every president that I can remember outside of Barack Obama and maybe Bill Clinton. I mean, Democrats usually have a pass on this. Maybe the proper wording of this is a Democrat's president's mental abilities. Yeah, doubted. probably. I mean, they were wor they were worried about Reagan, right? Slipping Reagan, George Alzheimer's. H. George W. Bush. Oh, the guys. He, oh, every right. time he flubbed a speech, yes. they would yes. make us a story for two weeks. <laughs> and people writing entire books about yes. how dumb George Bush was because he'd flub a word. What happened to that? Well, usually a Democrat has a complete pass. They're yeah. smart. They're the intelligent one. With Biden, they don't even argue that. Well, I mean, they can't. There's the we, so we, could, we could play an hour off the top of our head clips we'd have to just go ask for of Joe Biden screwing up. Oh my and gosh! You going? Um, no. We started a montage during the election of like, let's just get all of his flubs and just keep stringing them together, and it'll be funny because it'll get longer and longer. We just gave up. Yeah. It got so long because, we couldn't right. even play it on the air. It was just, it was like twelve minutes long of just Joe Biden screwing things up, and eventually <laughs> you just run out of time on the show. Uh, next uh, up on this list, 13 happenings in 2021 that I never saw happening five years ago. Asking athletes for advice. I like this one a lot. Um, I don't know that I wouldn't have seen that coming five years ago because it was it was brewing. But it's yeah. much, much worse now. And, and the way I would identify this is something like Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James. And it's one of the reasons why uh, I know a lot of people in the audience have you know turned against sports, particularly last year, and and boycotted them. Uh, of course, my team, Philadelphia Eagles, going to the playoffs. I cannot do such a thing. They could all they could all be members of ISIS, and I would still watch them because I love them. As a matter of fact, but, I think they are. They are. But anyway. It's very possible. However, what I will say is, this is one of the reasons why I don't boycott sports. Because I don't go to idiot athletes I, for their opinions amen. on politics. Amen. I don't care what Colin Kaepernick says, because Colin Kaepernick is a buffoon. We've He's intertwined an idiot. athletics and people's day-to-day -day lives so much it's agonizing yeah i mean uh, every no matter who they are you know the co uh, george uh what's his name on the 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 coach of the spurs is always coming out oh yeah uh, uh what's his face yeah popovich kerr uh, these coaches they're buffoons you know okay <laughs> i mean look they can have all sorts of ridiculous left-wing ideologies Just coach your team yeah well, let me why i but even if you come out Every single day and say nonsensical, idiotic political opinions. The bottom line is I don't care about them and I don't have to listen to them. And, you know, when there's one idiot taking a knee on a field with next to 52 other players who aren't, am I going to, am I going to, you know, boycott something that I enjoy and punish all those other players that aren't taking a knee? Maybe they have their hand over their heart looking at the flag. You got people up in the stands, uh, you know, working the stands. That's their job. I'm not going to boycott those people because one moron takes a knee. Uh, it just doesn't have enough influence over me. So I like that one. Anyway, that's a partial list, and you can ch check it out on The Federalist. Na, 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 na.